0: Real business owner, real business
1: owner. Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever
0: situation.
1: That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from. Yeah.
0: Where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be successful? Don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 90 with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, my partner, Kel Goodman. What's up, everybody? Guys, today we have a, a hell of a show for you. You know, um, I will tell you, we have a lot of love for this individual. He's a good human being, solid man, a great businessman. You know, we do not do any podcast, as you guys are aware of, you know, via Zoom or anything like that. But when you have a, an individual of his caliber, um, we'll make an exception. Very, very, very rarely um, will we make an exception. But for this man, we we definitely will. Um, you know, he's a busy guy. He's handling business. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, we we had the uh, opportunity to meet this individual when we joined a, a mastermind group, the RTA Syndicate. So he is our Arate brother. Um, that group had a lot of high-powered players in it. And Lee, you know, without a doubt was one of them. Um, you know, we connected with him very, very quickly uh, in the group and just, you know, he's a contractor that's absolutely slated in the contracting world and he's giving back to the industry by helping other contractors, you know, get to that same level as him. And so we want to welcome uh, Lee Hyatt to the show, man. Welcome, brother.
2: Hey, man. Thanks for having me. A big fan of the show. Y'all are yeah. some studs, man. Y'all are changing the game out there for all types of business owners. And I'm honored to be that's on the show, about. man
0: that's what it's about man and and so are you you know and that's why it's just an absolute no-brainer to have you on the show anybody that's disrupting the industry or anybody that's just helping other people elevate their life those are the type of people that we want to surround ourselves with right you know you're vibing our content we vibe your shit too you know we just love everything about you and everything that you're up to you're physically pushing yourself you're mentally pushing yourself you're growing as a human being individually even outside of your business and your business is benefiting from it you're just doing all the right things at this point man and we definitely take our hat off to you and uh, as you know we don't take our hat off often you know but uh, I, i
2: appreciate That, but it wasn't always that way. I mean, I'm a college dropout. I struggled also choosing the wrong way of life, partying too hard growing up. And, you know, I've been in business a long time. Fifteen years I've been working at it to become an overnight Mm -hmm. success. And whenever I joined Arate, there was issues in my business, core values issues, leadership questioning my leadership, salespeople on mutiny. And I was in one of these rebuilding, recreation phases, and you know, it's something about Being able to put yourself in a room and learn from everybody in a room, learn from high quality entrepreneurs like yourself, uh, you know, it's it's humbling. It's like, hey, there's a lot of badasses out there, and Mm -hmm. when you put yourself in that environment, remember that boat ride over to Ed's house. We didn't know anybody, and you got to just start. You got to start just talking to people randomly. I'm there by myself. I traveled to Idaho by myself. And so, it's putting yourself that in in that uncomfortable position though, where lifelong bonds can happen, you know. Mm. And it was we got put into a smaller group to tr- together, me and Trevor, and we were fixing each other's problems. And that's where I realized, man, these guys they have an innovative way of looking at things, and that's what I'm about is sort of the unorthodox approach, and that's what right. I really help. That's what I really help contractors do is is. Use social media for profit, build and grow sales teams, and gain an unfair advantage through becoming a social sales king. You know, and, well, and, and, no, and all are social sales kings for sure.
1: You are too, man. I remember, um, I I didn't get to know you right away like Trevor did because when Trevor and I were in these events, man, like we're almost kind of like dividing. You know divide and conquer kind of thing because we're there together but we're like man you know this is a relationship game and and but I do remember before I met you I saw you several times and you um, and dude I can totally relate to what you said because you were there to like redefine or regrow rebuild like your leadership qualities learn about you know social media influence all this stuff right and dude I just remember you over there just freaking grinding away man taking notes I saw you in the hallway like reading through things like you weren't there to just play like a lot of guys do a lot of guys come to those things to play man they throw money to be in the rooms and then they show up and play they miss out on all the value and so I remember you uh I remember you putting down the work dude because I, I just I saw that right so I was stoked once we did connect and Trevor had already met you so well, I He's had an intention.
2: taker I think He's it's an important if you if you join a group or a coach you have intention I always ask people joining my program where do you see us in a year whenever I joined Arate I said you know what I want Ed and Andy to come to my audience. I want to throw an event and I want to find a way in which, you know, I can uh, mastermind with the people in this group, but also find a way where I could get these guys to help me on my mission. And, you know, Ed's the one who reviewed my application. He accepted me into the group. And whenever he agreed to do uh, our event up here, the Blue Collar American Dream Conference coming up in, in March in Miami, you know, it was a culmination of one more time going into one of these things with intention. One time I decided I was going to sell Grant Cardona roof, but I had to write a $60,000 check first. And that's kind of how my journey started was Mm -hmm. the first time I paid for coaching. The bill was up to like nine grand a month and I had to start coaching to keep up with my bill. And so sometimes we put ourselves in these uncomfortable positions that create, you know, just a whole new you. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. And,
0: and I think that's the issue is people just don't take a step outside of their comfort zone unless there's certainty there. And if there's certainty, are you really taking a step outside your comfort zone? Absolutely not. You know, we created some very, very, very valuable relationships in that group. But was that guaranteed going into it? No, that's up to the individual and the attention that you have when you're going in, whether or not you're getting value. It's funny, you know, maybe you know, 90% of the room got value or 70% of the room got value and 30% didn't. The only difference was the intent of the individual going into it, right? And the commitment level to come out better. And I think not enough people have a have a commitment level to themselves to always try to get a little bit better. And the only way you're gonna be able to do that is always taking a step outside your current self and doing things that maybe the old you wouldn't do uh, and ask for help, right? And so it's cool to see you, you know, doing this and it's coming full circle to where you reached out for help years ago you know dialed in your mindset dialed in your systems and processes in your business and now you're turning around and serving other people helping them dial in their systems and processes their mindset their culture you know helping them you know be better at taking action on some of the things that maybe they you know were uncertain about but letting them know these are the steps that you have to take if you want to grow in business you're gonna have to take a step outside your comfort zone you're gonna have to make decisions that you wouldn't normally make in order to get the results,
2: one of those decisions that you have to make is like if Trevor can do it, I can do it. If Cale can do it, I can do it. If Lee can do it, I can do it. If Grant Cardone can do it, I can do it. If Ed Milet can do it, I can do it. And Really, whenever I started coaching contractors, you know, I became co- co- a competition to these coaches, competition to these guys. And during this uh, event that we have, we're throwing it at the exact same time as GrowthCon. But look, we run in our own lanes. There's no competition but myself. I'm here to help blue collars, home service contractors build wealth and live their purpose. We've built a, a very big successful company, but I'm not self-made. I'm a product of people that coach me. I've learned the most, though, for coaching other people. And the real way that this has disrupted our industry, we become one of the fastest growing companies, is how many people we're educating. And mm-hmm. you really when you talk about at scale, what power there is in podcasting and YouTube and Instagram and social media, if you just give value to the market, the market will give back. And then you might ask yourself, well, what if I have to take the time to do it? What if there's sacrifice? Like, mm-hmm. dude, there, it's going to hurt. It's going to yeah. We have other things to be doing to make direct money. This is an investment. And a lot of times people don't trust that process. They don't ever take that My step. God. Five Bro. years pass, and they're like, "Holy shit! Look what! Look what! Like, dude, it's time to get started. You know, it's time to have courage and speak up." And you know, what I I really related Kale to, to something I saw on yours, Instagram. You know, you were going through a tough time in business, but you had to do what you had to do to get cash flow, and you went in as a door to door sales guy to sell solar. Yeah. Now, right. selling so- solar door to door is a lot like the way we do it. We chase hailstorms and hurricanes around the country, sell roofs paid for by the insurance company, but You know, it's like, wow, you know, that personal story, it brought me into just even being more of a fan. And people don't realize if you don't share that old picture, that struggle, then you don't give people a chance to, to really connect. So um So
1: true, man. So true. I mean that that you know, that was halfway through my business career too, man. Like a lot of people uh, they, they don't realize like man. I had to hit a reset button like halfway through I didn't know what to do But I just had to keep moving man. There's so many people depend on me my family my employees So I was trying to keep my business open I was trying to keep my family fed and I was trying to split my time and juggle all these things and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I if you stay paralyzed because you just can't make a decision you're stuck in this I don't know what the right decision is sometimes there is no right or wrong decision man you just have to make one and go and it will lead it will lead to the correct path like it, it will veer you back on the right path so i had a huge epiphany man i had a huge epiphany out just busting my ass that i need to be home busting my ass on my business i need to you know i wouldn't have had that moment without that experience of 6 months grinding on doors with guys you know
2: yeah now when you're going out and acquiring clients in a different way and you're 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 using maybe social sales or you're managing inside mm-hmm. sales department for your company it gives you that much more insight to mm-hmm. wh- what it really takes and yeah, if mm-hmm. you can if you can manufacture it out of will and this is what i teach contracts Look, like you don't have to knock doors to have a door-to-door sales team you just gotta give people a vehicle and that's a good starting point and if you have a client, the best place to go get other clients is around that client. And so Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're in solar or roofing or whatever, you know, the door to door is always going to be powerful in home service. What, you know, really people come to me is I teach them how to use video to really geographically target areas, sell through social media. I also use social media to build door to door sales teams. And it's a sort of a combination of direct response and door to door. And, uh, that, that, that people come to me like, man, Lee, how do I apply this to windows or general contracting or building? And and that's what we've seen is when COVID happened, you know, all the preparation we learned in Arte, I la- launched a book called Contracting Growth Secrets. It's sold all over the world. And my audience grew from just roofers to contractors and all blue collar entrepreneurs. A guy bought my book out of Ireland. Then he partnered with the roofing company in Houston. Now he's half owner yeah. of a company in Houston, making money from Ireland under lockdown. And yep. all this because, you know, Ed and Andy, they set an example of mass influence. They set an example of massive action and surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with those guys. And it's like, dude, you got to be in a hurry to get these kind of results. I tell you, these guys, they, 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 it you know, the amount of impact they're making is kind of humbling. It's like, you know, uh, you know, how can we ever keep up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well you're doing a damn good job I I will tell you that dude so I applaud you for everything that you've that you've done everything that I mean and and, and we have to contribute it to always, not doing what the everybody else in the industry is doing, right? You're looking outside of your industry. How can I make my industry better? How can I, how can I think outside the box? And that's what you started doing. And that's probably when you started seeing a lot of growth with your company. I mean, how many contractors have videographers on staff? How many contractors even deal with social media right now? Wrote right? a book, and, man. I bet you, you know, didn't know well, how to write a, a
1: damn book, you know? And then and that impacted your business huge. That's a huge power move that most people are like, I, I don't even know where to begin. So they don't even do it, right? Well, it's let me, like, let me put it to you this way, Kel. To all
2: the door-to-door guys that are so smart in Salt Lake, they own a uh, a, a big arena, you know? They, don't, yeah. they Because I'm able to sell my book, and even, even if I break even, in the emails that follow up, everybody, there's a thing at the bottom that says, join my team. And all these people that I've generated leads on Now they're like interested in potentially joining my team. So what did I do? I found a way to paid prospect for Mm -hmm. door-to-door recruits, not by actively recruiting them, but kind of doing it like, you know, hey, if you're interested, come on. And that is the new attraction-based media that everybody's gotta apply to their business to where it's not always just you're shoving it down people's throat. You're adding value, you're helping them, and then they're coming to you. And when they come to you, you have a vehicle that's packaged up for them, accessible. And, you know, that's my purpose. I want to get people into, I believe there's going to be tons of people wiped out of jobs. There's hundreds of billions of dollars every year because of hail, hurricanes, fire, wind storms, floods, and insurance is a way in which basically you can get recession-proof profits. And so I'm going to teach people how to do this in times of uncertainty. As the economy goes bad, guess what? Weather is still bad. And my industry Mm -hmm. thrives. And if what i'm doing to help other contractors help door-to-door guys and help my competitors or brothers in my industry elevates everyone's industry then i'm doing my part to uh, help save the middle class from technology from the ruling class eliminating people's ability to provide for themselves. You know, y'all have done an amazing thing uh, with building this—you know, uh, this business, helping other businesses and accounting. But you know, you know so much about business, sales, marketing. You're given so much value on this on this podcast. I mean, how much of it is actually about accounting? Accounting. You know what I mean? I mean.
0: The thing is is too many people are, are focused on the immediate result and so instead of just running with information and giving value they want to run immediately with offers and I think what you're doing that's awesome is you're, you've got a hybrid you know you're giving out content all the time that's super valuable you've got a book that they can purchase that's valuable and you've got the offer where they can work with you one-on-one so you're hitting on all areas of social media, and you're doing it very, very well. Let me ask you this: What was the biggest impact or pivotal moment that took you from, let's say, you know, making okay money, decent money, to Lee Hyatt today type money? What was the pivot? What was the adjustment? Was it learning how to market for yourself? Was it surrounding yourself with high power players? A, what was a long story? Change? Okay, I love long stories.
2: I was in my industry and I had all the tools to be successful but I was making average income. And you know, when I say average, average to me is 200-250,000. So, I mean, I'm I'm doing okay, but I I'm feel like that's living paycheck to paycheck cuz I yeah. can spend all that money in a year easily. Oh,
0: yeah, without a doubt.
2: And some of my friends are making millions at this time. So, one year I I had a lot of revenue but not a lot of profit. I didn't I made another $250,000 a year when I should have made half a million or more. Uh, my uncle, who was my hero, we were actually competitors in business, but he had more money and he had a better successful company. He, he died tragically. He, he died He passed away. It was a bad situation. He was sober and clean for a long time, but he, he strode back and he lost some money and he checked out. And It was, it was a real realization that money doesn't buy you everything. But mm. it also taught me when he died, the legacy of how many entrepreneurs he helped and how many people they helped. And that was really, to me, what life's meaning became, is making a bigger impact. And I felt like I had to carry the torch for my last name, and I felt like it was my time to step up. And from mm. that point, I literally decided to sell Grant a Roof and got myself in this situation. And in order to pay for coaching, I had to start coaching. And- it was this commitment of $60,000 to be on the Grant Cardone TV show where I would have to make a vlog every, and I was paying five grand to drive traffic to Grant Cardone's TV where he would sell them his training and I was paying him five grand. But that forced me to create the content. That forced me to become a coach. That forced me to create my own online university to pay for that silly deal that I made for the opportunity to close him. And yeah, I did roof 53 houses for him. And yeah, now I don't care about competing against him on the same weekend because we're going to Kill it for our space. We're All the blue collars and home service contractors, you're crazy not to hang out with me. Grant is a great sales guy, but when it comes to building a business, the thing that's different about me than him is I have 200 employees. I've built 50,000 home service re-roofing projects. We have seven brick and mortar locations throughout the United States, and my system is a passed on generation from my father, and I want to continue it for my kids. And now, you know, the thing is, is I'm a mix of an internet coach and someone who's actually live in it and I feel like there's too many internet coaches that don't actually live it that made rich off of selling you on selling on selling on selling on selling and it's an echo chamber of information that doesn't come from blood sweat and tears and a real real like vehicle for change and you know I'm passionate about storm restoration and sky diamonds sky diamonds when the money falls from the sky from hail and from hurricanes my university is what teaches you how to do it but it's, it's it's this real loyalty to a, a, a lucrative niche, but tying in how to become a category king by educating your whole industry and developing a system and sharing your marketing systems, your recruiting systems with your competition so that you can further develop the system itself. See, because out of coaching all these people, I've learned their best practices and I've added it to my game. I've also had better competence and having to explain how to advertise and having to test $3 million in ads. And now I can get any home service contractor to successfully advertise on Facebook. And if you're trying and you're not succeeding, it's because your videos suck. It's because your messaging sucks. It's because people are not on Facebook to buy a fucking roof, a garage door, a siding project, a window project. You got to find out how to grab their attention with a hook. You got to learn how to tell stories. You got to make them an offer you can't refuse. And you got to learn how to be enthusiastic and entertaining on camera. And if you feel like you don't have have to do that we live in a different age we live in an age where the man that creates the right. personality brand is going to win the the accounting firm that's got the podcast is going to dominate the punks that want to sit behind a desk and so you got a choice to make you can be one of the strong or you can be one of the people that are eliminated that join somebody else's strong when they're eliminated but the strong Absolutely. are going to rise to the top and mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think the moment happened you know tragedy became opportunity and then I made a commitment that pushed me to work harder. And then I went through a slump. I got beat up. And then I went to a Funnel Hacker Live. And I, and I invested into Russell Brunson's Two Comma Club. And then Russell Brunson sent me a book every day for 12 months. And I recreated my webinar and, and, and had a lot more online success because of that exact moment in time where I bought another coaching program. And you know, whenever our company grew and we had massive success and we outgrew us and we had core values and leadership issues, I joined Arate at $70,000 investment so that I could be a better leader. So I paid the 72,000 guys so that I would complete 75 hard. And that's stupid because it's a free fucking program. But (laughs) I'm a guy that if I don't fucking ratchet up the pressure for myself, then I'm afraid to actually, like, uh, is this really worth my time and attention? And so, you know, I failed 75 hard three times. During the 75 hard, Daryl was sitting right next to me. He took it on. He did the challenge. Shout out to the guy from Arizona, a good friend of mine. But the truth Mm. is, is that made me feel like a bitch whenever I couldn't get my mental discipline right. He did, obviously, and a year later at the end of the program i finally fucking did 75 hard my first day in the gym i I went to the boxing gym and it developed uh this fucking newfound obsession with uh boxing workouts and mma workouts and the therapy that comes from hitting bags and it's got me in the best shape of my life now i'm gonna open a boxing gym and (laughs) you know the whole whole point (laughs) is that Look, you don't know what where life is going to lead you, but you have to recklessly pursue your curiosity with intense intention with the money and the time and the energy that you put into the things that don't pay you shit, depreciating any assets, material things to put the same fucking money into yourself your skill set your coaches your network your personal brand your advertising fucking campaigns and this is the new age if you don't do this you're just one of these guys who are going to be eliminated by people who are yeah
1: dude you know what i love about your story dude is so many people don't realize that in order for you to level up and go to that next level, you just got to go to the next level of your networking. And people aren't willing to take the risk to go to that next level. If you wanted to level up, you ended up paying Grant Cardone to become a part of his program, stand out with him, work directly with him. Next thing you know, you're doing business with him. Same thing with what you did with you know guys in Arte. And all, all these different networking groups have led you down the, all these different paths, which have helped you find more passions, have helped you dial in your business, helped you give more to other people. But you had to pay the money to get in these guys this wheelhouse in their network. Most people just want to network and it's all about them. It's all about them. Well, dude, you need to level up your network. In order to level up your network, you got to bring value to that upper network that people, those people above you. Like if I have a building product that I want Lee to use in all of his jobs, well, maybe I'm just going to pay Lee for his program. I'm going to learn everything about him, his business. I'm going to figure out ways to learn and grow. But now I'm going to stand out to Lee. Now I've got a relationship with Lee. I paid him. I've brought value to him. He's brought value to me. Now it's a perfect opportunity. Like, dude, I want to show you this product that you can start using in your roofing jobs or whatever it is right just for an example and that's uh that's what you've been willing to do man that's one thing i took away from your story there's a lot of things i can take from your story but uh, i'm a natural networker and and that's stuff that i do man i like i pay dude i'll go i'll go do investments with guys that are a big time investors, so that they'll send me their clients in accounting like dude let's do investments together man like i want to be in your world right and so people got to realize they got to do that
2: when I did the deal with Grant, I educated him and I told all the roofers. So he met a lot of roofers and now it's harder to get roof deals from Grant because he gets a lot of cheap bids. But I met his real estate investment partner and that guy went off on his own. And now I put my money with Ben, Ben at Inman Equities. And basically he grows my money and doubles it while I get to be the general contractor on all the apartments. Now, since he's left Grant, he's bought thousands of units and I've been the contractor on the jobs. Does Grant Cardone give me jobs anymore? No, but I didn't let that lead cycle die. And you know what I call that? I call it the Trojan horse. You know, you got to build the Trojan horse. The Trojan horse is expensive, Mm -hmm. takes a lot of blood, sweat and tears and not to have a bad connotation to it. But as a man, I'm motivated by win. I'm a Spartan motivated type of guy. So the idea that the troops of business are inside of this Trojan horse, that if we add value and we make it our way to the top, that the king is going to bring us in and let us continue to operate at the highest level with him. This Trojan horse is gifted. Let's all your business win. And so, you know,
0: But what does it take to build the Trojan horse? a lot of blood, sweat, tears, money. You're know you investing into a concept that you don't even know is going to work yet, and then you find out after what the result's gonna be, but not enough people wanna build their Trojan horse within their business because they don't know what the after's going to look like because there's a little uncertainty. I promise you, when you invest into yourself and invest into coaching, you invest into mentoring, invest into being around higher power players, something magical does happen. You don't know exactly what it will be, where it'll take you, but 100% of the time when you commit to surround yourself with better human beings, you will by default become a better human being. It's just a law, right? It's like the law of gravity, the law of whatever, right? It's just the way that it works. I can't really explain it, but every single time that we've stroked a check or we've invested money to surround ourselves with better human beings, we by default become better human beings our network is now full of better human beings and now we're doing bigger and better deals because we're surrounded by higher power players and great human beings that are there to serve be their best self and just take action and create a legacy because you talked about that I want to create the legacy for my family continue the legacy for my family Sometimes it has to be bigger than money, you know, because you were making a quarter million dollars a year and a lot of people would get very, very comfortable making a quarter million dollars a year and they're going to hit maintenance mode. But no, you knew other people making a half a million, a million. Those were people in your ecosystem that you saw doing bigger and better. If your ecosystem was surrounded by $50,000 a year earners while you're making a quarter million dollars a year, Lee Hyatt would still probably be making a quarter million dollars a year because he's the big dog in his group. So What did he do? He chose to be the small dog in a very large group, high power players, buying his way into that. And but now by default, years later, Lee's a high-power player. It's just funny how that works, right? And again, it's not an immediate result.
2: They're afraid that if they move on, they're firing their friends. That's not true. Like I have one of my best friends from high school that just called me before I went this podcast. He is definitely one of the best friends I'll have in my life, but he's not the kind of guy who's going to push me income level. He's the kind of guy that will push me on a snowboard, on a wakeboard. If we're ever doing crazy shit, like I'm, I'm, I got this plan that I want to do an MMA cage fight because no other influencers I see actually do that shit. I'm actually going to document my journey from dad bod to cage fight. And, uh, Starting with some amateur boxing, and and it's going to be a great journey or whatnot. But
0: dude, this is what I'm talking about, though. You're just challenging yourself over and over and over. You're like, what's scary? What was going to put me in a situation where I have to perform? I don't know. Commit to something large, and then figure it out later, right? And when you commit to something large, next thing you know, you're on the path to something large because you made the commitment, and so. This is all the stuff that we've been preaching over the last 89 episodes. Challenging yourself, staying outside your comfort zone, investing around people to be around high-power players, taking action, not surrounding yourself with a bunch of mediocre minds because you'll be the next mediocre mind. And here we are on a podcast because we each, all of us made an investment to be in a group, and now we have a great friendship with Lee Hyatt. And, and I we're said, be- hey,
2: whenever I had an event, I'm like, look, I want y'all to be a part of it. And look, we're gonna do a deal where we get you in front of my audience, I get you a spot just like your home. I'm going to go to my people and say, look, these guys are family. You don't know them yet. And they're like, Oh God, who's the new uncle? And who's, the... I'm like, look, man, put this one on the house. We got a deal here. We're going to take care of some people. Cause I believe that my clients are going to extremely benefit from your services. You have an incredible value. I can't believe that you, what you do for people at the value that you do for them. And you know, the content that you create is just amazing. I'm in complete alignment. And I just know that you're going to add massive value to the contractors who are looking for real secure investments with the nonsense that's going on in the stock market nonsense going on in all different places you do have to find a way uh to to really have reliable sources of people and i know contractors they don't know how much money they're making a lot of times they don't have the discipline to pay themselves first they're behind on their taxes and a lot they need a lot of extra work and i know y'all do it and that's why it's like okay we got to get more guys that are home service contractors following you. Uh, I got to get in front of all the real business owners that either want to get into the contracting business or in the contracting business. If you want more leads from social media, if you want to build a sales team and grow it, if you want to find a way to have a company that that runs with its team and and, and that you don't have to then I'm your guy to help you do that. I think there's a lot of coaches on the internet to help with general business. I don't see that many coaches for contractors, blue collar entrepreneur coaches. You know, I see a lot of guys that learn digital marketing and I was Mm -hmm. not a digital marketer until five years ago. I, I was a word of mouth guy. I was a guy that got everything door to door. But five years ago when that tragic situation happened, I pivoted and ever since, that's where the business went from good to great. And that book really changed my life. I recommend it to every, every business owner. Inside of it there's a concept, the hedgehog concept. I believe everyone should ask themselves these three questions. What are you most passionate about? What are you most passionate about? For me, I'm most passionate about opening the door to opportunity. Leads, I love creating new sales recruits, new people, new life. it just you never know what it can lead to. referrals, book of business. Look, what can you be best in the world at? Now, I just got to ask you, it's a pretty hard, serious question if you have to ask yourself, what can you be the best in the world at? Because a lot of fucking people out there, a lot of things already been done. And, you know, for me... I can hands down be the best in the world at getting people into the roofing business. Why? Because it's what I call America's most viral vertical market. $100 billion a year market. It's recession-proof, and it's what I grew up in. I can also be the best in the world facilitating their success, and I'll share all of our sales and marketing strategies to other home service contractors, and I'll help them grow, and maybe if some of them learn about our niche, some of them grow. We have big plans. We're going to take over the whole game. My whole point is, hopefully this helps middle-class people build wealth, It helps us not have to be a slave to these techno people. And as more and more technology takes over, these people are going to control more and more of the world. And so you got to do something. And if you're you got to take
0: control of your own life. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's your life. You got to take control of it. You know what I really, really like about you? Yes, there are a lot of coaches and there's, there's a lot of help out there. But the difference between you and them, you are very specific you dive really, really deep into their business. You really get into the fundamentals of how to grow and scale their company. A lot of coaching groups, it's very generic, and then, again, there's a lot of different industries in, in the crowd, and so they have to be somewhat generic, So us an accounting company can get value out of it and Lee the contractor can also get value out of it so it's up to us to take that information and see how it fits in our industry or in our business with what you're doing you're so industry specific in terms of you know blue collar contractors you know guys that are really hustling and putting in the work to put food on the table and create a legacy for their family that's stuck at 100 or 200 or 300 grand a year and they realize that maybe they've been in maintenance mode a little too long and Maybe they got a little too comfortable, but there's a whole nother ceiling that's available to them provided they start investing into the information that can get them where they want to go. So what Lee just said is, Me and Kale will be out in Miami on March 11th through the 13th. I know a lot of you guys message us, hey, where are you guys going to be? Are you guys going to be at any events? You know, whatever it is. If you guys are in the Miami area, Florida area, I don't care if you're in freaking Ireland. I don't give a shit where the hell you're at. If you're in any sort of trade work or contracting work, this is an event that you should be at. Secondly, we're going to have a booth at the event to where you can come up and say hello to us, say what up. I know that we haven't had a lot of in-person stuff over the last year and we've had a lot of people reach out want to connect with us in person this is going to be a way to do that so if you're in any trade I don't care what the trade is it doesn't have to be roofing you can be a freaking plumber framer roofer whatever it is guess what if you're a plumber and your business isn't really making money maybe there's an industry that's very similar that you can make a small pivot and make way more money you know we we went to a Gary Vee event in 2018 that was called Agent 2021. Now this was for uh, real estate agents, insurance agents and mortgage agents. It wasn't for accounting companies. But what did we do? We still invested into it. Kel had an intuition that we needed to be there. So he followed the intuition, he booked it, we went there and we got value out of it because right after that we hired a videographer. We made the commitment because we attended an event that we had no reason to be at just because you're contractor specific i still think i mean you just so that you guys know here's what i think i
2: think I got hit up by Annie and they wanted to do a TV show called flipping collars where they took a white collar CEO and they put him into a blue collar job. I don't know how many people that are out making a hundred grand that would love to become a blue collar millionaire by having some sort of home service business. Look, you don't do the work. You have other people do it. All you do is sell the work and guess where people spend their money. They're fucking homes. So if you want to learn how to build a multimillion dollar business, that's not a digital marketing business or some foo, foo bullshit network marketing thing. It's real simple. Start a contracting company and whether you're doing windows, home building, uh, <laughs> decks, fences, swimming pools, landscaping, roofs, kitchens and doors. Look, the principles of growing the business are the same and I can show you how to penetrate this market and you don't have to like have the skills to do the jobs. You don't have to do the jobs and this is a huge thing because there's restaurant owners right now thinking about what business should I be in? Where's the pivot? Maybe it's the home service industry and if you're listening to this, listen, we're going to have Ed Milette, and Ed's like, let me tell you, the most transformational speaker. And what he talks about is building a team. It's about you know teaching your sales guys and your team how to like be an unstoppable force and how for you to create a movement. Everybody needs this. We're going to be uh, having Bradley. He's hilarious. He's one of the best salespeople I've ever met. He's going yeah. to entertain. Mm-hmm. He's going to teach you closing strategies. But he's going to talk about how to create video that gives you more time. Training is the key to growing your business and Creating better video training using video to grow a better brand using video to sell I call it digital duplication. Brad's going to be talking about that. We got Myron Golden, He's a stage selling coach for me. I believe everyone needs to learn how to speak from stage, speak from a podcast, and you're y'all are going to love this guy because oh, I'm, I'm excited. Talking.
1: Yeah, that shit that shit blow that sucks
0: me in, man. I love that stuff. Yeah. Well, dude, anytime and anytime you again get to hear from anybody at a high level. You know, that's the stuff that we're about because we've done it so much. Now that we have the data, we have years of data surrounding ourselves with high power players and listening to them. And there's just something energetic, inspiring and motivating about it that when you come home, you're when you fly home, that whole fly home, your brain's going a million miles an hour and like, holy shit, like I'm going to blow my business out of the water this year. You recommit to success and success at a high level. And so anytime we get to surround ourselves with people like that, you know, we're, we're all about it. And that's what I saw that Instagram
2: post. That Instagram post is the other side of the story that y'all are willing to pay the price. Not only are you willing to pay the financial price, but here they are sitting in an airport, they got families, they got places to be it's Sunday. And yesterday they're sitting in an airport, you know, just all pumped up on this, on this energy, not worrying about sitting in an airport or waiting on a plane or waiting on a delay, because you know what? You can't, Replace that transformational type energy that when you apply to your business attracts just beautiful things. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just like our having the opportunity to collaborate and being shared on your platform, I'm incredibly grateful for. And, you know, there's one thing I can say is that, you know, I hope to add as much value to y'all and, and hopefully, you know, you're able to help a lot of people in my audience because, you know, uh, just following y'all's journey, man, it's been very inspirational. I think the, I think the content that you create some of the best on the internet and, uh, you know, I really appreciate y'all having me on your show.
0: Dude, we appreciate so, you coming on. Man. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, let, let me ask you this you've been very specific to an industry for a while. You've made pivots in the industry. You've made adjustments so that you could be the king of what you do, right? Um, But as you went through the process, obviously there was a lot of struggles that were involved in it. Would you say that those struggles happened because you weren't all the way in, in terms of buying into your best version of yourself and the best version of your business, and you got comfortable? or was it just due to the fact of lack of knowledge? What took it from a struggling state to a success state to, for you?
2: Well, you outgrow yourself over and over. So I'll take Ray Dalio's principles. It's just like a never ending loop where uh, eventually you get to a point where your your company outgrows your leadership. Your sales outgrows your operations. Your operations uh, and sales doesn't have enough marketing. and you get to different points in your business that you have to redesign a new solution. You have to kill the old you to become the new you make the sacrifices, do the work necessary, and then be surrounded with enough good people that you can pick everybody's brain and design that solution. So, Along the way, I've partied too hard. I was just door to door guy I didn't take my, my my mom's given me books by Gary Vee a long time ago. It wasn't really this this Grant guy, just really because I liked him so much and looked up to him so much and wanted to be that guy, he inspired me so much. I can't can't hate on the guy. You know, I can tell you that it started a journey where, you know, it introduced me to all these influencers and applying their their lessons along with me coaching lots of people. It was it was that accelerator that helped me be better, but dude As a public figure, I got fined $700,000 and publicly got my business shut down. And people were calling me shitty on the names on the internet. I've been called every fucking name you can think of. Um, I've had, you know, influencers uh, try and, you know, try and make it seem like I'm not legit. I've, I've had people that have got my training that have gotten massive value from my training, but because they're scarcity minded, they don't want to tell people about it. They actually just want me to keep working for themselves. I do so good a job; they don't want me to tell. They don't want to tell anybody about it. And and
0: makes sense. They they're trying to make sure that they're. Why would they want more competition? Is and that's the scarcity mindset that Lee's talking about this world has plenty of money in it, right? So you can't have a mindset where you're scared to share information, even creating content. People are scared to create free content because they're scared that they give too much value away that that individual won't need them anymore. But the funny thing is, it is, without a doubt. When you give it away, it comes back in tenfold. That's just the way that it works.
2: Grant talks a lot about having multiple streams of income, and this is a tricky subject because I see business owners, instead of Knuckling down on their business, creating another business, and then halfway focusing on that, like their marketing sucks in one business, so their marketing sucks in their second business. And the truth is, is that my businesses all complement each other. I started in roofing and then I pivoted to an online university for roofers. And then as I really kind of hammered that out, I, I, I pivoted into coaching all the contractors. And you know, the reality is, is it all kind of works together, even. With opening up boxing gyms, I'm going to recruit door-to-door salespeople out of the boxing gyms. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, bring people into the roofing industry through the boxing gyms. And I want to be an example for my contractors who drink a lot of beer, do other dumb things, they eat bad and stuff that, hey, being a fitness example, it, it you know, you don't have to go to the gym and lift big weights, you know. I mean, I personally uh, wasn't motivated to get ripped and shredded, but Preparing for a fight has me in the best shape of my life because I don't want to I don't want to be in bad shape and get the fuck beat out of me. So that's what <laughs> inspires me, you know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know.
0: But you put yourself in a tough situation where it's going to force you to put in the work that's necessary in order to get the result that you want. You know, no matter if you win or lose, doesn't matter. You're still going to be. Uh, uh, Lee Hyatt times two, right? 2.0, the next best version of Lee Hyatt, no matter what happens. And then when that's over, guess what's going to happen? Lee's going to basically set his sights out for the next thing. What else is going to force me outside of myself? What's the next challenge? If you notice the trend here, he bit off 75 hard. He did 75 hard. Then now the next challenge is, well, wow, I did 75 hard, here's how I did it, I started boxing, I started enjoying it. Now the next challenge is to actually set up a fight and get in even better shape and double down. It's the same concept. When Kel did 75 hard, he committed to writing a book. He's almost done with his book. When I got done with 75 hard, I said, I want to become a pilot. So now I'm in the middle of flight school and I'm about halfway done with flight school. So I should have a pilot's license in the next three months or so. So it's just funny that the trend here between all three of us is we find a challenge, we beat that challenge, we become better, and then we find the next one. And then the next one and it's not necessarily just in business because we're wanting to push ourselves personally because if we become better as individuals we're now better operators we're better leaders we're better human beings and we're just more disciplined and it carries over into all aspects of life.
2: Amen. Let me let me let me touch on one part. There was there was a moment where I almost broke down. Uh I can remember being in debt, uh, with growth of my business, the supply company bills, when you grow in contracting you grow your expenses. And I just, I didn't have, I didn't have the pieces and I was getting the points, but I didn't have the pieces. I didn't have all the money. And I was, I I had to go out and borrow money, had to do so many things just to keep up. And I could remember being at church and I really giving it up to God, giving it up to God, this responsibility of every dollar and every cent and just went into the I'm going to do everything right I'm going to do the next right thing whatever the next most important thing the one big thing by Gary Keller like I take it seriously like it's my job to prioritize and execute whatever I need to do that's my job and as long as I do that then it doesn't matter about the money because if my purpose is true if my actions are true I've never had a problem at one time funding anything that I wanted to do in life why would I create a problem by worrying about it and even at a time where I stared down huge financial problems which weren't that big but a million dollars in debt at the time seemed like a big deal now it's just a part of business that we're constantly (laughs) keeping keeping in cash flow but but I Uh, I, I, at that point you know it you know I'm very spiritual I'm not I, I wouldn't call myself an extremely religious person but it was helpful for me to recommit in church and this this pastor changed my life since then I've had Uh, not as much time in church, but the same connection. And I've been tying in meditation.
0: Uh, I was going to ask about that, like maybe some of your routines or habits that you uh, feel like is it
2: is a a great thing and a a downfall at the same time. Like right now, I got to get back home, meet with my wife. She just came in from out of town. You know, the biggest thing is, is social media and opportunity can then become a, a, a very challenging thing. Like, there's new rules that I'm designing my life so that I make sure my wife understands when I'm at home, she's the number one and that she's number one throughout the day. And part of it, social media distracts me too much. it So you got to limit how much time you spend on it and whatnot. But what I'm saying is, is that, um, look, the way that I find uh, happiness is distancing myself from getting wrapped up in everything the noise. that is... Yeah, the noise. And, and I don't watch the news. I don't watch TV. I read books. I work out. I help my family. I help my business. I create content. The, my biggest downfall is I, I, I get too distracted consuming content on social media. It's something I struggle with. And I, like, have to punish myself. I mean, by by literally putting reminders on my phone, hiding my phone when I go home. Uh, and, you know, and it's like, look, I go to meditate. And, you know, it's like this is where you – you find a way to deal with all this shit. Because here's the deal, yep. you're gonna go big, people are gonna take from you. People are gonna look for a piece <clears> of you. <throat> They're gonna call you names, there's gonna be negativity and hate, and there's gonna be a lot of risk because it's a down payment for success. So being able to handle this stress, you know, for me, if I beat the shit out of myself in the gym, if I meditate for 10 minutes a day, if I don't spend too much time going social media mind, and you know, I do my part as service around my house that I'm supposed to do. Dude, I can still go big. I can become a billionaire. I can risk it all, and I can still be very happy too. I can really absolutely have absolutely no work-life balance, but love my life. Mm-hmm.
0: One one thing that I that really resonated with me is basically. The right decision is the right decision is the right decision. It doesn't matter if it's the hard decision. you know. And in most cases, the hard decision is the right decision. And that's why most people live a very average life is because they're not willing to go down the route that is the hardest decision to make, whether it's investing into yourself, whether it's spending time to figure out how to meditate and clear your mind, whether it's spending time in the gym or committing to challenges. These are all things that are outside of people's comfort zone. Those are all the right decisions. And literally you started just hitting again on everything that we talk about. Make sure that you're, you know, you're you have a some sort of routine that keeps you sane. Meditation drowned out the noise on the news and so all that is is noise that's going to be a distraction to what you're trying to accomplish. Fill your information, uh, your mind with good information through books, through people that have already been successful that's done it. Is it easy to choose a book over, you know, kicking up and drinking a beer and watching a football game? Yeah, it's harder to sit down and read a book, but that's still the right decision. It's a lot easier after
2: after a week of doing it in a row. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. If you if you bust your ass so hard in the gym, if you do two days two workouts in a day, you don't want to have a beer, you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to take a step backwards. You don't want to take a step backwards. And once you have seven days in a row of stepping forward, it's not even a decision. Um, You know, lifestyle now. It's a lifestyle. It's just
0: a it's just a way that you live. Yeah,
2: I agree. Well, guys, I, uh, I'm i going to go because my wife's going to kill me. I've got to run. <laughs> no, you're
0: good. You're good. Uh, we're about we're, we're wrapping up anyways. I just want to know if anybody that's listening that's serious about potentially getting a ticket to go to Miami so that they can connect with us, me and Kel, connect with you, see Ed Milet speak, Bradley speak, where do they go to, one, buy a ticket, and secondly, where would they go to connect with you individually on social media?
2: okay first of all go to bluecollarconference.com uh i just want y'all to know i've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this and at five we can verify a seat,
0: that we can verify that
2: if if i if i sell every tico, se- ticket to this event i'm going to practically break even so it's a hell of a value it's at the fountain blue Best hotel. I've actually rented out the Live nightclub on Saturday. It's been cl- closed down, but literally, I got the whole Live nightclub. It's going to be off the chain. We got Randy Couture, former UFC weight heavyweight champion. I did everything I could to get Andy Ferreira, and I, I'm going to still, I'm gonna keep working. Uh, and I know, I know what's going to get him. I'm going to say, Andy, let's beat Grant Cardone and GrowthCon. Let's come on. Let's 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 beat him. And and I I'm, might I'm fly into St. Louis and make a YouTube episode out of trying to talk him into coming to the event. But the idea is, guys, is that you're going to come here. You're going to learn how to double, triple, quadruple your home service business. You're going to get insight on how to find happiness and quality of life along the way. You're going to meet some great people, great contractors, great coaches. And if you want to join us just by following us, go to Lee underscore hate on Instagram and look me up on YouTube. We're creating a lot of good content this year from the Arte Syndicate. I hired Evan Carmichael as my coach. I've been really focusing on creating a lot of good content on YouTube, Um, so if you want to check me out on youtube you can go to lee hate on on youtube follow me there subscribe lots of good spell your last name
0: for everybody so that
2: they know it's lee l-e-e underscore h-a-i-g-h-t that's lee underscore h-a-i-g-h-t i'm a lover not a hater and i love helping (laughs) blue collar entrepreneurs become blue collar millionaires and it's not very easy okay here's the caveat it's a hard-ass job it is but you're great at it
0: you're great at it dude there's, there's nobody next to you right now doing what you're doing at the level that you're doing it and making the impact that you're making in that industry. So again, bro, you taking the time with us today? I know you got a busy ass schedule. You know you're running around putting conferences together, running businesses, coaching people. You know, father, uh, husband. You know you you've got uh, you got a a, a a big job every single day, but you you handle it well. You do it with grace. You kick ass. You're a good human being, and we appreciate you spending some time with us today. And we can't wait to get out to Miami and and uh, show you some love and give you a damn hug, brother.
2: All right, guys. Hey, uh, where can my guys follow y'all if they're watching this? I'm gonna post a copy of this on my channel. So, where can they follow y'all?
0: Yeah, just check us out at at Real Business Owners um, on Instagram. That's the best 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 way to connect with us. We answer all direct messages. Uh, if you if you're looking for good content to absorb that can help you, you know, think a little bit differently, check out Real Business Owners. Uh, you know, obviously podcast, uh, we've got, you know, 80, 89 other episodes that are just full of value, whether it's marketing, you know, leadership culture, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We've covered it. And, uh, we go in depth just like you do with your, with your clients. So right, appreciate guys. you brother. can't wait yeah, to see cool. y'all in Miami. guys. I know yeah, I can't, can't wait either, dude. Appreciate you taking the time. Take care, man.